the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 in Bolverde Road. During the next two hours, our experts will help you with your gardening questions when you call 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Or come by Millburgers during the show and have your question answered in person. And now it's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930. 30 a.m. The answer. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and we've got Mark Peterson and Trace is going to come up here in a little while. They're just doing some work here at the nursery. Uh, but yeah, you can call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And what was it we were looking for? Was it the Jerusalem artichoke? Yeah. We want information on Jerusalem artichoke. Have you grown it? What was your experience, good or bad? If it was bad and you're embarrassed, that's okay. Just use a fake name. Uh, what should you they use? What's a good fake name? Fred. Red? Fred. Fred. Milton. Okay. No, that's, 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 that's being used. So call us and tell us you're Fred, man or woman, and uh, we will uh, get you on, and you can tell us if that's negative experience at 210-308-8867. And when last we left our show yesterday, at the end of the show, we promised you because February 15th was on the way Thursday, right? Or Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Thursday. Thursday yeah. is uh, 15th. Yep. 14th is Wednesday. It's stuck cr- in my head. That's cr- yeah. The 17th is uh, oh, it's it's Saturday. Saturday yes, is uh, uh, St. Patrick's. One of the uh, rodeo programs. Rodeo yeah, the rodeo tomato, tomato program. programs. So the we promised you we would tell you something that was always supposed to be done on near or on the 15th. Yeah, can they wait to the 17th? Yes, you can. I actually I wrote it down. It said fifteenth through the twentieth. Oh, okay. So we got a five day window. Yeah. All right. Why, uh, what? Okay. I was <laughs> going to question question the, uh, the timing. Closest, yeah, yeah, the timing. Yeah. So we don't we we give target dates and people start listening and try to take that literal, but it it is a target date. It's the middle of February. The end of February, somewhere around there, is our first application of a pre-emergent for grassy and broadleaf leaves, uh, weeds. Okay. You know, if you've got rescue grass right now, it's going to be kind of tough. And you haven't been mowing it. It'll be tough yeah. to apply a pre-emergent. Right. So, well, now that's a cool season weed. Yeah, I know, but, but you but, can't. But he wants to get it to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, that too. it will develop seeds. and. So the right answer in my mind is mow first. Otherwise, when you do mow, your spreader, if you have a bagger, you're going to pick up some. And if you don't have a bagger, the air is going to push it around and give you less even coverage. So 
mow first, put the pre-emergent out, and then water it. Oh, and right. yeah. and uh, file this under, I should have listened to you. Um, I, I got lazy. It was raining. Yeah. Oh. oh. I didn't mow. Raining. I thought that was the normal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found out if you mow once the winter weeds get real high, the mower is unhappy. Yes. Yeah, especially it, it, if it's just a little damp. It, it, uh, the, the engine and, sometimes and, and goes, wee. Lawnmower swirlies. Wee. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you get the stuff building up on the lawnmower underneath, yeah. and then so you got to shake and it. And clean it if it's wet. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of this. Yeah, starting it again and so, again. So next time you don't listen to me, yeah. <laughs> set your mower up higher. Oh. Mow okay. it. Okay. Then go down a notch. Then go down and more then twice. Go down a notch. Or three times in your case, because I imagine they get pretty tall. Okay. Or, or mow every mow, week. Yes. Well, not mow it regular, consistently. Yeah, I'm going to do that now. Uh, okay. Um, what well, was it? Was, Today would be a great day to mow. Well, that was my, I mowed yesterday. Oh, okay. Just okay. it was it was brutal. Okay. So, okay. So next week, next week Saturday. Next week again. Yeah. Oh, consistently. Man. Consistent, but the small, uh, tra- the smaller trace- pieces you cut off, the yeah. faster they decompose, the less that you're oh, going to have. Yeah. See, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to listen. On the app- <laughs> on the application, uh, traces was correct. A lot of people forget you have to just like fertilizer, water it in, water it in, water it in. So, okay. So so uh, after you apply the uh, pre-emergent, all right, then you have to uh, water. So is it as simple as coming to Millburgers and going, I need a pre-emergent? No. Aha, uh-huh. no. I didn't think so. No. So what's involved here? So, so Trace and I were talking about this. Um, you have various products. Yes. And uh, some are more uh, more adept at controlling the grassy weeds, and some are more adept at controlling the broadleaf weeds. Okay. And, again, these are warm season weeds. All right, so I'm doing warm season because warm season is coming up, correct? Correct. correct. Those, those are the ones that you don't want to come up. Correct. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just trying to just make sure that people look remember? at this logically. Do you remember which two are the most serious uh, winter, I mean, uh, warm season weeds? Uh, grass burrs? Yes. Actually, yes. Good A- work. Thank you. And what was the other? The uh, the other is our um, looks like Bermuda grass, Johnson grass. No, uh, no. I have pre-emergent won't uh, stop yeah. that. What do you get calls on throughout the summer? How do I get uh, rid of my? I know, I know one of our listeners would want to put it out for her horse herb. Oh, yeah. oh. straggler daisy. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um. No, I can't. So this will take care of horse herb over a period no. of time. Okay. Well, the problem with horse herb is that it's a perennial, and it, it, it seeds both. So you'll, okay, you'll cut it back, okay. but weeds, you'll, you, weeds, you, you won't eliminate it. Weeds are a two-year process. Oh, wow. That's good to know. The, you, even you, the, the grass burrs, yep. at least. That one might be more. Yes, two, at least. The average. So pre-emergence done twice a year for the rest of the time they own the house, and then post-emergence as needed. Okay. And eventually they'll get... Ninety-nine point nine percent of it under control. So, all right. So let's focus before I jump to post-emergence. Let's keep focusing on the pre-emergence. So, mm-hmm. I'm worried about the the warm weather weeds that are 
The seeds now yeah. are, are going, ooh, it's getting yeah. warm. I'm ready. Yeah. Is that They're, right? Yes. If you listen real close, that's what they sound like? Yes. That's, a, that's exactly what they sound like. <laughs> they sound very dandy. Uh, okay. I know where you're going with that. I know it. No, I don't. Um, but there's a whole host of, quote, quote, air quotes, or, uh, weeds. Okay. Um, I find spurge to be irritating. I find crabgrass to be irritating. That's the, that's the other one with yeah. sandburrs, crabgrass. Yeah. Those uh, two are the kind of the, the, the targeted usually. The, I, fi- yeah. I find poison ivy to be irritating. Yes. Oh, What's that? <laughs> I find poison ivy to be irritating. Yes, wait, poison wait, ivy. <laughs> but the pre-emergence won't help with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you did lead me right to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I throw the softballs and it keeps heating them up yeah. hard. Okay. So I'm going to come here and mm-hmm. uh, depending on, or I guess I'm not even, I shouldn't probably even. They should bring a sample of the weeds they have. Oh. They should but, know what kind of grass they have. Because oh. we're not going to just talk about pre-emergent. We're going to talk about how to get rid of their existing problems as well. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, my eyes are not what they used to be. So samples are far better than pictures. Yeah. And pictures are far better than describing it. Okay. Pictures if you have to. Yep. But samples are best. Okay. So yeah, because they don't. Because is that does that happen a lot? People just over the, don't ask. Over and they, the last but, ten years, there's more pictures than anything, but uh, there's a lot of almost nobody brings samples anymore. Right. Oh. And uh, then there's the ones that come in. Well, you know what I got? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, the problem with the winter weeds is there's a list of about ten. There, you know, but the one one that's really taken off now is bed straw. Oh man! And don't uh, get me started. I've never been as fortunate to have that. Oh. Unfortunate. Well, whichever way you say it, I we'll can bring. You I don't some. have it. I don't want it. Well, we'll it's, get you some. It's yeah, very it's, attractive to to people like Milton and Calvin. Yeah, it's very clingy. Oh, and I'm hoping listeners will will go. Oh, I feel his pain. Uh, here's something I learned about bed straw. Uh, so there was stuff along the fence, and you can't cut that because the mower won't get there. But, uh, yeah, so I got the weed eater out. Yeah, uh, thick bed straw likes to splatter. It was all over me. Sorry, just letting you know. Yeah, you know, the one, several of the good things about bed straw is that a rake really works well for it. Oh, that would have been good. It's, pro- it's probably very feral cat friendly. <laughs> yeah, they like them. <laughs> They they were they were upset. <laughs> they didn't mind the lawnmower, yeah. and they did not like the uh, weed eater. That weed eater, they were running all over the place. Okay, but, sorry. Uh, but also the the bed straw is uh, relatively easy to control with a contact herbicide, which I'm sure is uh, on, oh, okay. on the list eventually. But, uh, okay, there are yeah. people screaming at the radio now, going, "Will you finish talking about the pre-emergence?" Okay, I want well, to learn about. All that. right, so some of the products that we have here and recommend are Crew, which uh, handles both grassy and broadweed. Oh, good. Okay, very but good selection. A very good selection. Uh, we do have big bags here, so they, uh, they stopped making it in the little ones, Milton. Oh. So they we're just, talking large, large backyards. They stopped it a year ago, and I bought everything there was still left on the market so that I had a year's supply. Well, it's gone now. Oh, so now yeah. i got 50-pound bags. Okay. And uh, Dimension. And Dimension is 
particularly for crabgrass. That's what all their advertisements are, but they do mostly grassy weeds. Yes. And then we have uh, Barricade. We had uh, some left here. Mm-hmm. And that's primary for broadleaves. Correct? It, it's got a picture of crabgrass on it. Oh, okay. That's crabgrass. And then we have Gallery. And that's broadleaves. Correct. And uh, crew is actually a combination of dimension and and gallery. It is. Oh, so crew sounds like it's a good. It's the closest uh, replacement to a Maze or Excel 2G that we can get. Okay. And so for people with big situations, a uh, 50 pound bag ought to do about 15,000 square feet. Holy cow. I've never stored crew, but the other products that you yeah. guys have mentioned store pretty well. Yeah. So you, cool, you know, dry place. You use it, use it, you know, use it over two years is no problem. Okay, so. But even a better one, if uh, the crew is uh, several of your neighbors get together. Well, I look, oh. I look at it differently. Yeah. Um, so the average house sits on five, six thousand square feet. Bag covers fifteen thousand. You're going to do it in spring, and you're going to do it in fall. Oh yes, that's right, because so it does do both. Can, if you can uh, put it in a, a good, safe place for storage. You only have to buy it once a year for an average house. What makes it safe in storage? Cool, doesn't, dry. Doesn't float away. Okay. Not, not a whole, not a whole lot of temperature swings. So maybe get, you can so like in a shed. Sheds get hot. Yeah, sheds get, cold. Sheds get hot. Yeah. It'd be a climate controlled. Okay. So I, I guess or a, shed. a garage, a, work, a workplace, a garage would be better yeah. than a shed. Yeah. But the more temperature changes, the worse it is on it. Does it have a smell? I haven't smelled good in a long time. <laughs> Not like acid. I know, but we've been. That's what people yeah, say. Let's move yeah. down there. Trace doesn't smell as good as he used to. <laughs> um, but okay. Well, I was so, just trying to think if you're going to store it like in the garage, you got to be willing to put up with a smell if it has one. Yeah. It's not uh, like acetate. What? Okay. Calvin's favorite. Yeah. Oh, man, he that, loves that stuff. That is my favorite. Uh, and you could probably smell it. But mine's real. I don't know about his. Okay. I actually like it. Well, oh, the, it's real acetate? Yeah. I, I like the smell of real acetate, yeah. It smells like it smells victory? Sweet to, it smells like sweet to me. Oh. I don't know. Well, that's how gets, yeah. Then Calvin describes it as sort of a rotting carcass, but that sort of has a sweet smell, too. There's a little sweetness to it. Not like candy, but... Well, if you get used to it, it's it's very effective. So if you kind of start relating that smell to it doing its job, then it's oh. it's hard not to like de- the smell. You definitely know where you put it. I bet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I bought the I bought my bag of stuff. I'm going to get the crew. Let's just say. Okay. okay. So now what? I I put it in the back of the car. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're putting your finger up. Huh? No, 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 no. What did Trace say? Okay, you purchase the product, you put it in the back of your car, and then what do you do when you get back? What's the first thing you do when you get home? Um, panic? You did it yesterday. Yeah, you did it yesterday. Mow. Oh, okay, mow, right, right. Mow, mow. Okay. And depending on the height or the thickness or your laziness, you may have to do it <laughs> twice. Laziness in this case, yeah. yes. Okay. And preferably at a perpendicular angle. So make sure that you get a nice cross-cutting. So, Milton, you know what the most asked question this last week was? What if my spreader is not listed on your product? How do I apply it? Oh, so, that's weird. So, spreader manufacturers help, have to help 
pay for chemical manufacturers or uh, bags, or they won't put their, their really? spreader on there. So sometimes you have to do a little rough justice between uh, what your spreader is and the coverage of the bag. Huh. It's, it's like payola in radio. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh-huh. weird. I didn't know that. So, so it's a huh. little bit. You guys, I mean, even when you went to UT, you did some math yeah. on you know, relatively easy. If you got, you know, if it says 7,000 square feet and it's yeah. uh, 20 pounds. So if you got uh, 3,500 square feet, then you'd, you'd want to use approximately half of it. You follow that? Yeah, he's right. <laughs> I know. So, and then on top of that, you set your spreader on the lowest setting possible, and then you crisscross the area to use the appropriate amount over the appropriate square footage. So the lowest setting possible means that you're putting down as little as possible, but going north-south and then going east-west or whatever. And yeah. many as many trips as it takes to get it to, get it to oh, the ground. Okay. Um, and I know the answer, I think. One should be careful. What if I don't have a spreader? I'll loan you one. Okay. So with the computers, we had to do a little change. So you oh. actually you actually pay for the spreader. Oh, okay. But then you bring it back and we refund your money. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. That that protects you. And Okay. So, um, all right. So I'm going to mow the lawn yeah, once or twice. Lawn, how how long am I waiting after I mow the lawn? It's immediate until you finish the beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's immediate. Yeah. All right, then I'm gonna or or after the next show or commercial or, or, or something like that. Or if there's still a lot of moisture in there until it dries up a bit, yeah. like a day with the sun out like this, it wouldn't take too long to. Well, dry well, also in the wind, it's kind of windy out. It's so, not not as important as herbicides post post emergent, which we'll talk about. Later. So avoid the avoid windy days, Wind, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then. After the application, what do you do? Rest. Well, you could, but oh, you, you I'm gonna water your, it in. You drink you're your gonna water beer. it in exactly while you're watering. What's that? You drink your other beer while yeah. you're okay. watering. Okay, man. Yes. Okay. You, do y'all sell beer? No. <laughs> or or we've been asked before. Six. Have you really? You have not. Yeah. <laughs> drink one half and then have the other half. Okay. Y'all have different philosophies on the amount of beer, but I guess it's in the, up to individual taste. Am I watering it by hand, or am I uh, waiting till my water day to do the, or both? Either. Either. And how often am I watering now that I put this down? Just, just once? Up. Just once. Okay. And, and you're good to go. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we recommend that you have two applications, or sometimes three. So uh, how long am I waiting to do the second well, application? I don't know about you, but I always did six weeks. Trace, what do you do? Uh, it depends on the thing. So my mind, it's it's one now. Uh, if we rain a lot, I'd put one down at the end of May. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially if you have stickers or something incredibly hard to get rid of like that. So, okay. Is that about, let's see. So you could do it in yep. April, April or, or in, in May. Okay. Or a lot of rain, yeah. and then, you know, you need to do it again. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I say you may have to do three times. That that may be why it was said that way. Yeah. We we heard somebody else say that too. Oh, okay. Well, you also we have to keep reminding everybody that you uh, so the you're required to read the label. Uh, it's the law. The law. So you don't want to 
even though we may have a, a recommendation that uh, works well, if it uh, if the label does not call for that type of a technique, mm -hmm. you you not you can't do that. Type that of was part of our uh, safety meeting two weeks ago. Oh, really? Okay. You cannot read the label to the customer because they, if they mishear it, that's that's fascinating. You. Really? You shouldn't. Okay, that makes sense. Well, it's hot. you you notice a lot of uh, uh, people would rather have somebody listen to the what does the label say than to read it. But the problem with that, of course, is then you f you don't fulfill your responsibility. And people hear what they want to hear, Mel. Yeah, no, that's right. That makes sense. So, and okay, everybody thinks if a little bit's good, a lot's better. Oh, uh, it doesn't work that way. Is a lot harmful? It's Un unlikely, but it's unnecessary. Okay, there you go. I figured it was well. Because it's wasteful. And yeah, and in environmentally, in the long okay. term, it's a problem. All right. Have we missed anything else? Because we're up against a break. Nope. That's what uh, cool. we wanted to talk about. All this, right. This so is the time of year to get now that first is the time. application. Happy Valentine's Day. Get that pre-emergent down. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604. And Boulevard. That's pretty. Is that Lantana? In the... Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the purple. I think that's one of my favorites. Uh, back in a moment on 930 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m., The Answer. All righty, if you're having uh, friends over but uh, today for the big game, but maybe you are just got this little worry because... Uh, you don't want to be embarrassed because of ants or roaches or rats or whatever, and you're hoping they don't come out. You know what? Hope no. Uh, you can just start, stop wishing and start doing by calling Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. If you want a pest control company that's going to help you to alleviate the problem, solve the symptom, which is the ants, but alleviate why they're coming in the house. So look at the problem as I like to say holistically, then Spider-Man, Termite and Pest Control, and Warren Remy is the solution. They've been doing this since 1976, which just seems like it was yesterday. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit while back there. But he's uh, considered an expert in San Antonio, the state of Texas, and actually through the country. They've learned a lot. They do a lot. They know a lot. At Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com. Dot com go spidermanpest.com you can see all their services you can see uh, their um, great reviews and more and uh, you'll you can give them a call too at 210-656-3721 210-656-3721 all right 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 still looking for somebody who can give us the skinny on Jerusalem artichokes and growing them yourself. Yeah, how do you grow them and what do you use them for? There you go. That's what we need to know at 210-308-8867. Uh, Calvin, uh, we were throwing out days of the week there earlier, but the, um, the 17th is coming up. Uh, the 24th is... Uh, uh, presentation at Millburgers, but that right now is full. 
but uh, there's one on the 17th as well. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we've got uh, this set of programs, both of the ones on the 17th uh, at, is that, and the one on the 24th are uh, rodeo tomato programs. And the potting up is a key issue here where where uh, tomato uh, transplants are available at the nurseries now, uh, but it's too early to put them in the garden. Now, it doesn't, doesn't kill them to put them out in that cold weather, but they just don't uh, respond. They'll just uh, sit there and stare at you. And so if you want to maintain their progress, which is, which is a desirable goal, you want them to continue to grow and to produce fruit to take advantage of our short tomato growing seasons uh, you pot them up and put them in the full sun out of the wind the wind has really been something this this spring out of the wind and then you also uh, move them into the house if the 40 degree weather is forecast and then about uh, you you could expect uh, uh, a about March 15th the, to the weather to be ready, the soil temperature to be ready. Or if you want to be real conservative, you could uh, wait until uh, April 1st to uh, plant them. And, uh, and then the idea is, you, you know, you say, well, why are you rushing? Well, the idea is they're not comfortable with uh, producing fruit, a lot of fruit, when it's real hot either. So you, you're trying to hit that magic period in there when the temperature is just right. So that's what we'll, we'll talk about at the program. And everybody that attends will get a, uh, a free potted up tomato. We, uh, uh, you may pot it up yourself or you may, uh, may have it potted for you. And we'll talk about some of the other vegetables that you can be thinking about or planting right now too. So how is the uh, one next week looking in terms of people? We got about we got about eight vacancies uh, available, and uh, if you want to get take one of those or two of those, uh, uh, 210-382-4455. and okay. then uh, of course in in the future, four four five five, four four five five. Okay. By the and way, then, I sent that back to Al. So. If you uh, want to, you can call Al, and he'll have the number. Okay, and then on the, the 24th, I believe that's full. Right. So that's the so one So you might want to call and get on the waiting list. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the next pro- program is another one of our uh, uh, programs on butterflies and uh, milkweeds. And that'll be on April 6th, and that, that'll be at the uh, uh, Comal County Master Gardener headquarters. So we'll have a, a lot of room there, and uh, everybody that comes there will have some responsibility for uh, helping address the monarch population decline with us, trying to figure out how to grow milkweeds, and uh, and they'll they'll end up getting uh, a couple of uh, milkweed, at least seeded containers, and hopefully the. Our techniques, our stratification will work, and they'll uh, and they'll grow. Okay. Yeah, and even if they don't grow, we'd like to know that. You know, we'd like to know yeah. how to, how is it done? What was our failures? What was our successes? You know that. So uh, it's very important to to know these things because 
Milkweed is uh, historically has been a hard plant to germinate, and we just want to know a little bit more about it. And a hard plant. It's one of those hard plants to grow and hard plants to kill. And uh, the monarchs need it and love it. Okay. Um, 210-382-4455. And Al has that number. Uh, and the 17th is the potting up tomatoes. And that's in the medical center. And what is the name of the... It's education. Oh, the, the Dream Hill Estates Education Resource Center. There you go. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 is our number. And we up. Oh, he got a, he got a gallon tomato there. That's a good looking tomato. Wonder what that is. See what I'm looking at. See what I'm looking at. Yeah. It's not the rodeo. No. No. You're angry about this rodeo. I know. I am. Okay. The rodeo starts this weekend. It's already started. Yeah, I think it's already started. It's already started. We don't have rodeo tomatoes. Okay. I'm I'm more disappointed than The world is topsy-turvy. I know. It's terrible. All right. We're not giving up hope, but we will have. We will have tomatoes. We'll have, and they will be rodeo tomatoes. They just may not be the Rodeo Tomato contest winner for this year. Ah, uh, uh, a lot of the oh, selection here are former Rodeo Tomatoes. Right. Uh, like Tycoon? Yes. Yeah. Uh, celebrity, yes or no? I don't think it was, was it? No, but no, it's... We, we talked about it the other day, is whether it's, or not. It's, it's a well, I thought well it known. was, and other people said, no, Mark, you're wrong. I went, oh, okay. People enjoy saying that to you. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, and I hope we'll have a red snapper. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we will. I think we've had that before. We had Tycoon Celebrity. I'm trying to remember when I went there earlier in the week what we had. But uh, yeah, yeah, they look good. I went out there. And yeah. Uh, Purple Cherokee. Today. I got some of those. All right. Uh, I am curious to learn. I know we won't sell it because it's GMO. But uh, about that Snapdragon. Oh, Tomato, the purple tomato. Using the genetics to get a purple color. Yeah, of snapdragon. So they're using the flower to get a, is that right, I guess? Or oh, yeah, or, just uh, the, the okay. genetics from snapdragons. So it's to CRISPR. They're taking the snapdragon gene. Okay. Put it in. All right, two and oh, maybe Trace, do you remember what uh, tomatoes we have? Can I make a list if you want? No, nah, well, you could. <laughs> I, I uh okay. We, we had three. We had Tycoon, yeah. Celebrity, uh, Amelia. Snapper. Oh, Amelia. Did we Amelia have Snapper? Is a, no, yeah. we haven't. That's true. But that is a rodeo tomato. Yep, okay. it sure oh. is. Okay. Uh, purple Cherokee. That, um, Sun Gold. Sun Gold? Oh. Mr. Stripey? Yeah, I saw that, too. That was different. Mr. Stripey, do you want to talk a little? I know it's an, I'm guessing it's an heirloom. I'm sure it's an heirloom, and most of those striped ones are, you can date back to the German type. Oh, that's interesting. Is there any advantage to Mr. Stripey? Besides uh, that it's kind of unique it's and fun? It's unique. Yeah, that's a, I'd say that's about it. Okay. Uh, I'm sure it tastes good. Okay, is the, 
Is it stripy inside too? No. Okay. Just outside. All right. That's interesting. And we don't have any cherries yet, I don't think, or do we? I'm pretty sure you're wrong about that. Oh, good. I'll okay. Go, I'll, I'll go look. Okay. We could have been. I, I, I'm gonna. You know what? While I'm in there, I'm gonna text you the names. Oh, good. Okay. That way, I don't have to remember them all the way back here. <laughs> all right. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All right, what else is going on in the gardening world, gentlemen? Well, I was going to say that's a lovely segue that we have all those tomatoes here at Millburgers. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we're, we're open, and come on by. All right, so if, uh, However, yeah. if I'm not ready to pot them up because it's Sunday and there's a big game coming up and all that... Uh, how do I take care of the ones that I got here? Do I just keep them in the house? Well, that, I kind that'll of... work if it's not too long. Okay, how long is too long? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep them in those four-inch containers outside for longer than four or five days. But the uh, the other uh, uh, the other thing you just put, do you put them in the full sun in the, sh- in the out of the wind. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the the so advantage man. of putting them in a bit larger container with some fertilizer is that they, uh, they continue their growth that they're yeah. conducting but, right now. But the key thing is in the in the sun, out of the wind. So like, Today in particular. So you could kind of use your house as a, yes. a wind? You don't wind. have to put them in necessarily in the house, but... Unless it gets really cold, but yeah, you can use them. Use it as a windbreak. Okay. And then they get sun, and then they don't get okay. And then, is there a temperature at which you want me to bring them in the house? Well, well, I always say forty degrees. Uh, Okay. Uh, Well, let's see what the weather's going to do. Forty-eight, forty-five, forty. Whatever it takes. Yeah. You know, there's but, but yeah, I was like, say it hits forty-eight. I'm like bringing them in. Oh, forty-eight. Yeah. Okay. But but the the, that, the literature better, I think says like forty or forty. Is that a better safe than sorry yeah. type thing? Yes. Okay. Okay, because yeah, I imagine too. We've had this situation. It's like uh, I people will wait until June, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm looking for uh, the celebrities. You have them. No. 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 Yeah, so come we, now and get them. Yeah. We, we had them in February, but not anymore. So uh, 48 is a nice temperature for all tropicals. Okay. If, if it hits 48, you'd need to bring your plumeria mm. and your, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, keep them in the house tonight because it uh, looks like tonight the low is around 42. Mm. Oh, and gusty. Yeah. Yeah. Gusty, operative word. That's the, that's the part that you don't like. And we, for years, we recommended, um, uh, I always forget the name, whether it's insulate or thinsulate or something to that effect, the fabric. Insulate, yeah. Um, That's to wind protection. As for for wind protection, yes. We use it for frost protection, but also wind protection. It works very, very well. Yeah, and we'll mention using it, too, uh, in the programs. Yeah. All right, so Juliet, Trace texted me the tomatoes. So they include, probably but not limited to, uh, Juliet, Patio, Amelia, Black Crim. Oh, we've had we've had that at the uh, contest before. 
and Tomatillo. Is Tomatillo a, a cherry-ish? I'm afraid it's related. To what? Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> the, the pause, the silence is the, the wheels, the Hampshire wheels are moving real slow. Oh, I have more. Yes. Purple Cherokee, Celebrity, Red Grape, Mr. Stripey, Brandywine, Tycoon, and Thunderbird. Uh, There's Thunderbird a lot of is the other one that we forgot, yeah. That's the other rodeo, right? Yes, yeah. a recent rodeo. Yeah. So was that last year? Yeah, I believe Yeah, so. I think so, yeah. All right, so we got a lot of variety. And I know we got a four inch, four and a half inch, and we have uh, gallons and that, different is, that is correct. I was going to tell you, I'd remind you of that. It's four inch, four and a half, and the one can, number one can, All right. one gallon. And those uh, gardeners that come to the uh, programs here at Millburgers and over at the Education Resource Center, they'll get a uh, number one container, which That's is good. With okay. uh, a good, oh, good, what did I good say? soil. I went back to the old name, didn't I? No. I didn't fine. say a number one. But. No, we, 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 we interchange it. You know, okay. We're supposed to use number one, number two, number five, but we never do. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of hard Particularly to. for the big ones. Uh, you know, it's, uh, was talking about a 45-gallon yesterday, and I didn't is see that, it. Is that really a number 45 pot? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll read them again, Trace, and if you have any comments, I'll let you jump in. Okay. Patio. Yep. Amelia. Which is rare. This is uh, the first yeah. time I've seen it in like 10 years. It's, wow. It's on the People uh, liked it, yeah. It's on the rodeo list a couple times. Uh, Black Crim. Yep. We've had that at that's the a, Top Tomato yeah, contest. That's, a, uh, that's an heirloom. Uh-huh. Tom- tomatillo. No, that, I just stuck it in there. It was in the middle of the tomatoes. That's oh. that green green thing that looks like a tomato oh okay juliet cherry oh that's right thank you uh purple cherokee big celebrity normal <laughs> uh red grape tiny mr stripey striped i gotta look for mr stripey online during the break brandywine heirloom heirloom yep. tycoon rodeo rodeo thunderbird rodeo and more to come so, and we mentioned two uh, different, that's where this one number one pot thing. The, the Thunderbird was only in gallons. Okay. Uh, the Tycoon was in the four inch and in the gallon. Oh, good. Okay. All right. So there we got them here. And uh, uh, and they save 10% if they get them today or tomorrow? Yes. Okay. And no tax. Oh, that's right. Wow. What? That's every day. Yeah. Because oh. it's, it's, it it's an ag product. Uh, they're gonna. It survives for less than a year, and they're gonna eat it. Oh, so oh. strawberries are no tax too? Technically, they should be, but they're not. Oh, okay. We don't argue with anybody. Broccoli? No tax. Okay, I'm just checking. Peach tree? Yeah. Tax. Oh, okay. Oh, because it lasts for more than one year. All right, we have to take a quick break and come back in a moment. Thanks for getting the names, Trace. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Come on out to Millburgers and uh, visit with us. And uh, uh, you can ask your gardening question in person, bring a picture or a sample. Uh, we'll be happy to try to help you. Back in a moment on the right here on 9:30 a.m. The answer. States around it. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Hey, um, I, I get it. You know, big game today. Um, and you may have already gotten your stuff. Maybe you went to Prusky's. Maybe you didn't. But uh, that's always a good thing to remember. A lot of our uh, activities that involve family and friends involve food. And so you want to uh, make sure that you're serving the best. And you want to make sure that uh, you're serving something that people will go, man, this is great. You want a little that pat on the back and a little bragging uh, right. So you need to make sure you're heading to Prusky's Market right there on Highway 87 in Atkins, Texas, to get the best quality meats, to get the best quality uh, rubs and different uh, types of things. Prusky's has it all. I mean, you will really, uh, for a, a nice-sized uh, meat market, uh, you'll be surprised at all the great stuff they have and the unique stuff, kind of built over trial and error uh, of what people like. So uh, if you're looking for different types of fowl, if you're looking for, I guess, poultry is that called at that point, um, but or beef or bacon or cold cuts or whatever you need, uh, Prusky's can help you out, especially for Valentine's Day with the uh, uh, heart-shaped ribeyes that uh, you can make for your honey. Uh, and uh, maybe Trace's idea of the heart-shaped uh, pork chop. Pork chop, right, butterf- yes. butterfly, butterfly, pork chop. The okay, pork chop. A big pork chop. Yeah, Pick so one. butterfly. So, Prusky's Market, right there uh, between uh, 410 and 1604 in Atkins, Texas, on Highway 87. The website, Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. You okay. can still probably go there today. Right. I was going to say, the hours are 9 to 5. Now, yeah, he may you change time. it, but go check on the website to make sure. Yeah. I bet he's got some cold cut trays ready to go. Uh, I bet you're uh-huh. right. Yep. So, 830-227-8322. Uh, the number to call. But Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. Open today till 5. All right. 210-308-8867. 210 8867. All right. Let's see. So normally about this time, I ask you what people are calling about. Are they still calling about grass? Oh, I have a question, too. Uh, they're always talking about grass. Seems like. So, I had June bug questions today. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. The world is topsy-turvy. I, Do they have them? Uh, well, I, bet, I bet they they, had they a were digging. Stage of they, life. Yeah. yeah. I bet they were digging and they found some. But they still the, took advantage of the the uh, big game sale. The big game sale. They, they, they live an hour away, so they uh, they wanted to take advantage of the big game sale. Very cool. Would you explain the big game sale? Uh, pretty much uh, everything is on special, ten yep. percent off. So the, all those things that have never been on sale are on sale mm-hmm. today and tomorrow. Yep, it's still one more day. Very, very few exceptions. Uh, so all the things that we're talking about, except for grass and labor, and a couple exceptions. Yep, right. Yeah. Be a good day to stop by and get your Valentine gift. Mm-hmm. Yep, beautiful orchids, ragged begonias. Yeah, even cyclamen would make a good. Uh, it's a heart. Uh, that bloom looks like a heart. What's that? The cyclamen. Yeah, that's a good point. That's pretty. Geraniums, geranium baskets. Yeah, the geraniums are, are beautiful. Uh, I like the uh, I like the deep red, and I like the reddish pink, the reddish purple. I'm a, I'm I'm the traditional deep red. Deep red. Deep red for the geraniums. But, you know, there's a bunch of um, Johnny Jump Ups, violas, and some uh, dark, dark, beautiful red uh, pansies still available. So they were beautiful. I encouraged someone to go get to purchase some of those yesterday. Okay. 
And today. But no, no, I, no, I, no, I, no. That was yesterday. Yeah, the, the, someone was using her mm. Christmas card. Oh, you uh, encouraged someone to do it yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, and there's uh, they're just the hanging baskets, and I see uh, the pots, uh, too, and I'm guessing more and more will come in. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, although this week we tried to procrastinate all the deliveries to come Thursday and Friday. Oh, okay. Which kind of bundles everything up that we got to still get it out for oh, the Oh, yeah. Y'all will be busy. This but will be a busy week for you guys. But we got a dance floor going on. So we're, yeah. we're improving the, the property and uh, the integrity of the asphalt. I'm, uh, I'm waiting for the, uh, the weekends that we talk about Calvin giving dance lessons. <laughs> well, by, by next weekend, I'll move back into this area. This, the, the, dance, the, the yeah, area yeah, yeah, yeah. The but it'll look different, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. It is weird that it's so open right now. I mean, you, the plants are just moved to the side, but it's... And so are the tables. The tables, aren't they all over there? Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't sell tables, so we put them out of the way. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, what were we talking about? Uh, big game. Valentine's, big games. Big oh, game. the big game. Compost. Tempest. Oh, okay. We need to talk about compost. Yes. So this is perfect. Another season. Perfect to put Seasonal out activity. your compost. Yes. Um, also related to what can I do for my grass? Oh, okay. And we were talking about grubs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So should I be doing something about grubs? No. 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 Okay. But they were worried because they've lost their yard twice. Yeah. Oh, two grubs or just they think to they grubs? They think to grubs. Yeah. Did you agree with him on the grubs? I didn't or? disagree with them. Okay. So it could have been grubs. He said he found some when he was moving stuff around. I yep. was like, okay. Well, they're not doing anything. But does everybody kind of have grubs? No. Probably to some extent. No. Okay. And then he kept describing big ones, and I kept telling him, well, those aren't, those are beneficial if it's big. Yeah, those are probably rhinoceros beetles. They eat a lot of organic matter. What happens and, and is. And create organic matter coming out the other way. Yeah. Yeah, what, they, what happens is that they're. Out of the grub or out of the ground? I'd not see. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I would fail. Okay. Uh, I didn't know where he was going with that. The, yeah. No, it was just like it says. Okay. Organic matter in, organic matter out. Gotcha. Kind of like us. <laughs> we, uh, if if we see our lawn is not doing the way we expect it, we look for some reason for it. And the grubs are one of the things they blame quite often. And usually it's not the issue. Uh, well, it didn't help that he found any. He did find yeah. them. No, uh, I guess that kind of. Uh, they've almost reached their adult stage. They're so grub-like. Uh, but they're, but yeah, it will. If you're digging around, you'll see them this time of year. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's like Trace alluded to. It. Yeah, everyone probably has some grubs. Is that the tin worth. can thing that you're supposed to do? No, that's chinch bug. Yeah. Oh, chinch bugs. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You're supposed to just lift up the side and count how many you have per square foot, and if you have over five, I think it is, then you need to treat. So that's what oh, I'm okay. Everybody but, has. But some. by the time you see them, Milton, it's much harder to kill them. Yeah. Oh. So in my mind, it's easier to pay attention. Leave your back patio light on, starting in March, and every night before you go to bed, you walk out there. If there's enough June bugs flying around that light to irritate you, they're mating yeah. and they're laying eggs, and there'll be okay. a significant amount to do damage. If one hits you on the head, then you know you got to go to Milburn's pick up All the right. appropriate and, and do you treat right then, Milton? No. No. You can't kill the eggs. Oh, okay. So, so you got you, oh, geez. Wait approximately eight weeks later to put down an insecticide. Okay. 
And what do you get for grubs? Well, when they're tiny, uh, any insecticide is going to work. Once they're of sub- substantial size, then uh, Dilox would be my choice. Okay. Same uh, thrips will be the same thing. Oh, I had a guy yesterday with thrips. Well, well no. he, he didn't have them, but he wanted to prevent <laughs> them. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you can use when they're really beneficial nematodes, but as they get older, they're harder to kill. So, yeah. so uh, thrips, we, uh, we talked about some of the fertilizers that we have that have uh, uh, systemic insecticide in them. Mm-hmm. And he said he had 80. And he happened to be part of the Rose Society because once he said eighty, I knew he, I knew he was into it. Okay. Um, and uh, so he left with the Fertilome Drench, which is just the insecticide, so he could stretch it further. Uh, and it's good prevention for something like that. Okay. It's another thing where we blame that quite often is not, not the real cause of uh, the issue. Yeah, he, he's part of the Rose Society, so I had to believe him. The, um, I was going to say, make it full circle. This is February is a great time of the year to add compost. Yeah, not to only to the beds, but also the turf. Excellent. So, Excellent time. if I remember the uh, the method, I'm going to get the compost here at Millburgers. Get, yes. get the bag because I don't have a huge lawn. I'm going to split the bag. Uh, at one end, right? That's what I do. Yeah. I know. I'm doing the trace method. I'm going to... Am I dragging it? Yeah, I'm dragging it to create a line. To, yeah, just let it pour out as okay. you're going backwards. And then um, I'm taking a rake. I'm flipping it over. A bow rake. A bow rake. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're flipping it to the floor. Or iron side. rake. Okay. And then I'm just kind of pulling it yeah. on that side as far as it'll go. Stretch it around. Okay. Quarter, just a, quarter to a half an inch. Yeah, just a half an inch. Is there, are there, like you have the compost, and I think it's, uh, well, everything's on everything's sale. Everything's on sale. Yeah, but the, um, which compost do you recommend? Because does it matter, or is it, what's the best that you really like? Well, we do carry the, that, we still have some of the happy frog, and that's, yeah. uh, that's an excellent compost. Uh, we're leaning more towards the nature's creation uh, at the moment. Okay. But anything's better than nothing. So we do carry compost peat at, oh. a, at a lesser price. And we do carry a manure, cattle manure uh, compost, which is uh, still better than nothing. Would the compost peat also acidify a little bit? Mm, it's not that peat. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, just curious. Oh, oh, I have another question. But, but you uh-oh. can use the one that you're alluding to. Just as a compost? In lieu of. Okay. Because it is acidic. Right. So if you are prone, especially in certain areas, if you are prone to have fungal problems, it will lessen your chances of getting those fungal problems. Okay. I know that was recommended for take-all. Take-all patch, which uh, is more apparent in the spring and early summer. Oh, so so, so people that, may start noticing it. Yeah, that's what a lot of people call or called me and said, I got fungal problems. And it, the easiest was to be able to discern what season it was. Because he's a fun guy. I'm just bringing them all back. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's bringing good. all the good ones. Hey, we got we to gotta take a quick break and I think you have a question. So, uh, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. 
We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 in Bolverde Road. Come out to visit or call us at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. And now back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're here at Millburgers. Uh, Mark Peterson, Dr. Calvin Finch, I'm Milton Glick, Trace Hazlett of Millburgers will come and visit with us. And uh, we're ready to answer any questions you might have. At, come in person or at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Again, the big game sale, where except for like a couple items, everything is 10% off. So uh, maybe stuff that you've been waiting to go on sale a little bit. Now is the time to head to Millburgers. Today and tomorrow is the last day of the big sale. So, uh, all right. Oh, I have a pre-emergent question. Yes. So, right now, my grass looks like it's coming back a little bit, the St. Augustine. Yes. Um, but neither one, or maybe I should ask it this way. Is there a variety that would be hurt by doing the pre-emergent? Before? Oh, my gosh. What happened to Mark? Oh, no, he passed away. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, you want to answer, Calvin, while Mark uh, tries to compose himself after my question? Apparently, he's, that question was so yeah. intelligent and so sharp that he just he choked on what he was saying. The answer uh, is no. Uh, anyone? Anyone? No, no, it won't hurt. Okay. Um, but the 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 reason why is our turf grasses don't get started until mid-April. They're still dormant. In other words, they're still oh, dormant okay. right now. But they don't also start by seed, do they? No, they're just dormant right now. Yeah. Okay. They're right. sleeping right now. Yeah, but they're 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 waking up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Or it's other grasses, grassy, cool weather. Are there any grasses that, that besides yeah. the winter ones that kind of spread? I was, t- I was thinking, okay, is there any harm in doing the pre-emergent to, like, the grass that's down there now? No. And, yeah, and that's, uh, that's what I was getting. It doesn't affect anything growing already. Okay. Although I've heard rumors that Dimension might take out a baby already sprouted crabgrass. A baby what? Crabgrass. Oh, oh okay. And that's a good thing. It's just a rumor. Just a rumor. Okay. Yeah. We can either put it as label, but right. we're not sure. But people have told you that, but it's not official. Great. It's kind of ironic that the uh, ugliest part of the lawn right now is quite often the uh, dormant San Augustine mm. yes. or, yeah. or Bermuda. And it, the, uh, it's struggling. The, the winter grasses, yeah. weeds are green and lush. I got sprigs coming up. Let's try them. Sprigs of? St. Augustine? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. Uh, <laughs> what? It's, uh, it's probably rescue grass. It's not rescue grass. I had a customer tell me yesterday that their their, their grass started growing, that they had to mow it. Wow, and really? And swore it wasn't weeds. Okay. I'll take a picture of that sprig. I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> Well, bring in a sample. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pull. Uh, there you yeah, go. T- so yeah, that I pull the only sprig it. I have. <laughs> I have one cut sprig. It. It's like the one, take one hair scissor, I have left. Take a scissors out there and, and just cut it in half. I am going to just take a picture. Oh, that's a pretty dog. Oh. All and, right. Yeah. 210-308-8867. 
210-308-8867. Yes, sir. Did you? Did. Oh, that's, I think that's an Australian Shepherd. Yeah. In which case, that's what we got coming, I think, next week. A little baby one coming to my house. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mi- miniature. Oh. Those are very nice. I have a Is good it friend. Australian or is it a border collie? I don't know. Because he's got the know. tail. Mine has blue eyes, so I know what it is. Yeah. But this one, you're right, it does have a tail. It does have a tail. Uh, but I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm. I think you, I think you take the tail off. Oh, okay. So you could have a you could have an Australian Shepherd yeah. with a they, tail. They can take it off by themselves. It's automatic. <laughs> Was that right? Yeah. Depending on, on how, depending, depending on how they the feel. Who yeah. knew that? Yeah. Man, you learn Pull something. Just new. don't try to put it back on. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, you learn something new every day on this show. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Still looking for Jerusalem artichoke information yeah. for Ed. So call us with that. Uh, what else is going on, Trace? Uh, things coming in. Uh, oh, there's all okay. kinds of stuff. Pecans showed up this week. So oh, we good. Wow. Great selection of pecans. Uh, what kind? Because we've been talking about what kind. Like five, five or six different varieties over there. Oh, really? And they oh, came okay. in a couple, couple feet taller than what they were anticipated. To Even in. better. Even better. They're in that tall, so, yeah, tall we, skinny pot. We've, we've talked about selections over over the last year or so. I know so. there's Desirable. I know there's Pawnee, and I can't remember the rest of the names. Yeah, probably an Indian name. More than likely. More than likely. And probably not Giant Mayhem, because I probably would not have ordered right, that. Right, right. Right. So Milton. we got pecans. Milton. What? You never get a certain variety of pecan. We've, we've talked about this. I even so. said the name. Just now. Fifteen seconds ago. May Mayhan. Mayhan. Oh, never get okay. a Mayhan. Why? Because the nuts are big but never fill out. Oh. And is that just a San Antonio thing? No, it's it's a bad particular variety. Uh there it was it was supposed to be like a really popular variety because everyone was excited about the size of the of the nut. Okay, but if conditions were ideal Right. Soil, and uh, yeah. water, and I've, I've never seen the conditions ideal for that particular variety. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so we got all the recommended ones. That uh, many of the recommended. Many ones. of the uh, recommended ones. And what size uh, containers did you say? They are in the tall, skinny pot. So I'd have to say skinny five or uh, or okay. seven. And they're skinny because of the taproot. Correct. Okay. That is correct, sir. See, I remember my stuff. In the yeah. old days, we used to sell them bare root, where they yeah. had the, the they were super skinny and they yeah. were in a bag. Hmm. And is bare root? I mean, yeah, I, I said that's that's what we used to do. Calvin's like making you, the snipping. You had to whack them back you to get them to yeah. live. No. You had to. So it might be seven or eight feet tall, but yeah. you needed yeah. to whack it to yeah. two or three foot tall to make if sure. Yeah, if you had too long of a root, you'd snip that, and if and if and you'd snip the corp correspondingly the top why survival well if there's no soil and it's just rock that's real hard to get okay dig into that rock yeah and then the uh, the old uh tradition was that you you snip the top and to balance the root right Uh, there's two schools of thought on that now um one you don't do anything one you continue with that balancing uh, some some research out of uh, Oklahoma. So if you don't whack it, Milton, you can only let however however big the taproot was. You can only let that much of it leaf out on the top. Yeah. Oh, okay. And people don't do that. No, so the so easiest choice is tell them to cut it. Yeah. Okay. So, so but, some, but I don't worry about that with yeah, a container, right? Yeah. Or do I? Correct. Okay. 
That's good. So, so the, the school of thought says, well, the tree will balance itself out. So you don't have to have to balance it for it by the root and the top. Okay. So, so it generally is I go right down the middle as I take a little bit out and don't worry about the root. And they're surprisingly uh, tough in uh, terms of surviving. Okay. And they, they may not be economically productive in terms of the pecans, yeah. but they're, if you want a few pecans and a pecan tree growing in your landscape, they're... they're uh, the, the state good. tree. Yeah, I know. Uh, state tree of Texas. Hey, Joe is on the line. He's got a pre-emergent question. 210-308-8867. Is it a pre-emergent question or a question on pre-emergent products? Oh, I guess it's a question on pre-emergence, I believe. Hi, Joe. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing okay. Um, I got a question. First of all, I was wondering, how is Jerry Parsons okay? I haven't heard him, I don't think, the last couple of weeks. As far as I know, Jerry's doing fine. Okay, he's just not on right now, huh? Okay. Your, uh, yeah, my question is, I got a place on the Texas coast uh, down around Rockport, and um, it's got a driveway and kind of a long driveway, and it's just um, you know got rocks and caliche down and dirt and stuff, and I always get a lot of um, uh, weeds coming up, and I spray them you know when I'm down there. I'm not down there, but about every four or five weeks during summer, and uh, I kill them with Roundup or something like that. But then they come back. Now, I was wondering, can I put a pre-emergent down, say, you know, right about now? And would that help keep the weeds from coming up in a driveway setting? Depends on the weeds. Yeah. Um, so my it's first just question, all kinds. It's are all there kinds. any plants around that would have a root system that would go under that driveway? No, no. All right. So we do not sell this product because of misuse but ortho makes a product and i think it's labeled ground clear or something like that but it is a soil uh killer um you pour it down into the ground and nothing can grow there for three to six months oh okay well that so sounds I think that's, like that's the appropriate answer in your situation but if you had mm-hmm. roots of anything in there uh you know a tree 10 foot off the driveway that root system's there, and it would kill that tree, too. Oh, okay, okay. There, There is a tree about um, four or five feet from the driveway, an oak tree. It's an old you, oak tree. Yeah, you'll kill it. Okay, so I don't so really want to do that. Nothing anywhere near the drip line of a tree. Okay, how about just a regular pre-emergent could I put down, you know, during the summer and right now? Would it keep so weeds from I think it, to some extent it's going to help you, but Roundup makes another product called Roundup 365, yeah. if I remember correctly. And that is a post-emergent that has a pre-emergent, which you norm- normally don't see in a liquid. Um, I think that's your better answer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, there's another uh, Roundup product that has a uh, dicamba or another product in there, which which helps post uh prevent preventing new new weeds from coming in okay, review well. the la- the labels that's all right that's right all those, there you go those roundup uh products they, they you want to get they, the right one they make a lot of things and yeah they, and they make them all look the same when you look at the bottles right it, it has the same same looking label maybe slightly different colors so uh make sure read the label carefully okay what was that um ingredient you said to look for 
And Roundup? Roundup 365 is yeah. the name I know. I'm not sure what okay. they Yeah, and, and again, like Trey said, they make a lot of different products with, with different chemicals in it. Um, glyphosate is the main chemical for a Roundup. And that's what we always recommend if you're just doing post uh, post treatment, uh, it's apparent there. It, it's green, and you spray it on. But they also make a lot of different products with different chemicals that are uh, either kill an existing plant or prevent a plant from uh, growing, germinating, growing. So uh, there are some other products that you could do that Deep. are post murder. Do y'all carry that Roundup 365? Yeah, there, there's a uh, there's a bunch of it. The, 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 ah, there's a bunch of various Roundup products that we that we carry over here. Okay, so I'll just come over there and talk to somebody yeah. about this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it's that, on the far far left hand right hand side, uh, underneath okay. the all the herbicides. But just oh, probably dear. a regular pre-emergent that you know you see. Um, dimension or whatever that right, probably wouldn't that, work that good. Well, no, 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 it would work, but you'd have to uh, apply it a couple of times, and I don't know how often you're down there, and it 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 uh, it prevents the 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 weeds from coming, but it's not a one-time solution, as as we talked about earlier. Um, in order to use pre-emergent successfully, you're going to have to use a two- to three-year regime on it, and, and both you, uh, spring and fall. Would I apply it about every month down there, two months or so? Well, as like I said, uh, read, Calvin has mentioned, read the label, but I had done uh, two, two times, one time now, one time latter part of April or latter part of May, depending on the weather. Or maybe if it rains a whole lot, you may have to apply a third one. Okay. Third application. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. That helps me. And Thanks, I'll be able to see you guys. Okay. Yeah. You'll have to wave at us if we're here on the porch. I will. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Starting to get crowded here a little bit. Uh, it's weird without with everything moved over to the side. Uh, it looks like one one of the uh, religious centers in the Middle East or something. Well, it's, oh. it's, it's, a, it's a lot of uh, young boys out there, and I'm I'm waiting for a soccer game to break out or something <laughs> like that. That's good. I think actually Trace got teased about that this morning by his employees. So when can we uh, start using this as a uh, football field? So, uh, but anyway, uh, it'll it it's still plenty of shopping, still plenty going on. Everything that you want is here. Uh, and uh, yeah, you you'll barely notice except that it looks different. So two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I'm trying to think of uh, yes, sir. No, I was just gonna say uh, we don't see him today uh, because it's kind of windy. But yesterday, a lot of bees were out, mm-hmm. and they were uh, on the kufia on the Mexican heather. And on the alyssum, and I just wanted to remind everybody that uh, uh, the bees, when the bees come out, they do need uh, some uh, nectar. And the most valuable plants have flowers that are yellow, white, purple, mm-hmm. blue, or violet. I had to write them down to make sure. I yeah. Had so uh, look for those flowers. So yellow. Uh, this is uh, for bees, right? This is for bees. White, yellow, 
purple, blue, and violet. Okay, so not red. Not red. Okay, but... Um, so, not orange. Oh, yeah, not orange, too. Yeah. But uh, they're still... You know, a red zinnia will still attract some, but not as many as a yellow zinnia might. Hey, okay, we're going to come back to this because we got Betty on the line, and she's going to give us info on our Jerusalem artichoke. Betty, thank you for calling. What's going on? Well, I'm enjoying the weather. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a pretty day. It's a little chilly, but I'm also in a short sleeve shirt. So I've heard it's prettier here. It's prettier here. Yeah, at Millburgers. You bet. Okay. Yes, it is. It's so (laughs) open and airy. Um, (laughs) Betty, what's going on? So you've grown Jerusalem artichoke? Yes, I have, and I've enjoyed eating them too. They're very good. All right, so if I were to come to you and say, I want to grow Jerusalem artichoke, do we sell Jerusalem artichoke, Trace? No. That's what I figured. I was Googling it. Okay. Tell me what to do, Betty. You're the expert. Well, they're very easy to grow. Uh, All I have done is put put a tuber in the ground uh, a couple of inches deep, and they come up. It's a sunflower or in the sunflower family. And uh, they grow easily. I, I just have to keep them semi-moist. I mean, it, it's not something that requires a lot of water, but uh, they don't like to get totally dry either. So, okay. Um, what do you harvest? You harvest the root because it looks like a potato or a ginger. Does that sound like your experience? It looks like ginger, yes. Okay. And uh, you just... At the um, end of summer, dig them up and wash them well and slice them up or however you want to do it. Treat it like a potato. Or a rutabaga. All right. So uh, apparently we call them sunchokes or sunroots. Yes. Oh, okay. For them. Um, So you're doing this. Um, I'm trying to think of what else somebody might want to know. Well, I, first of all, is it full sun? Yeah. That's and what, and what type know. of soil? So what are you doing, Betty? Full Did you do anything sun. special? Full sun? Full sun, and I just put them in the corner of a gar- of the garden and let them grow all summer. How tall uh, are they? Get? They, uh, they get huge, six feet tall so if you wow. um, let them grow. <laughs> But they don't they don't take a, a big patch as they're growing. You just want to make sure you don't leave a lot of the tubers in the ground because they can become a pest. Oh, really? So okay. dig, dig like uh, two-thirds of the tubers to eat and leave two-thirds or a third in the ground? or None in the ground. No, you got to leave some or you don't have to next year. Oh, okay, that's uh, true. Uh, Personally, what I do is put uh, I dig as many out as I can you're always going to help leave some in there and um, I mean it, it's just natural to leave them in and um, next year if I don't see them coming up I will plant some of those that I had left over put them in the ground again oh, okay what is, what is your clue when it's time to actually harvest the blooms finish off or does the plant start to look weary from summer is there anything the in plant, particular you look for the plant starts dying it's at the end of summer 
So uh, you harvest it as a winter crop. Uh-huh. Is it a, a in terms of a recipe? Is what what do you usually mix with it, or and what are you trying to My, accomplish in terms of nutrition? Well, uh, don't tell me about. I don't don't ask me nutrition. I enjoy the flavor of them. But are you are you boiling them like you would a potato, or are you, you baking them, or how do you? What's your recipe you for can, the perfect uh, Jerusalem artichoke? You can do them any way you do a, a potato. Uh, they're not very big. Um, scrub them, and I like to slice them up and saute them with a little. I'm, I'm thinking bacon. Yeah, you had me a saute. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I had uh, bacon. Bacon for everything. So there's no fat, oh boy. no cholesterol, <laughs> no sodium. There's a good chunk of potassium. Yeah. Oh, good. Like a, uh, well, there like you a go. potato. Heavy yeah. in carbohydrates. Yeah. Okay. And they got uh, vitamin C, iron, B6, magnesium, calcium, vitamin D, and I can't even pronounce this. Cabalimin. Yeah. Okay. Did you know all that? Do you just feel better after eating them, Betty? Oh, you feel very good after eating them. <laughs> they so, they get a little sweeter when you cook them. Okay. They're good. They are good raw. I mean, they're crispy when they're raw, but they are um, good cooked. They turn a little bit sweeter. Now, now you said that you harvest them in the in the summer. Now, summer is kind of debatable here in no, no, South no, no, Texas. No, no, not in the summer. Oh, no. when do you do that? You when, when do you harvest them, them in the fall? In the fall, when the plant starts, when the plant dies down. Okay, so uh, at the October end of the season. I mean, anyway, October. Uh, October would be a good time to okay. harvest them. Some of them you can. Some of them will come up when you pull out the plant. Ah. Uh, but a lot of them stay in the ground too. <laughs> it sounds like you got them in sort of a raised bed a little bit. Is that right? Isolated, in an isolated area, that okay. would be wonderful. Okay. So they sound like they're Milton-proof. They almost do. Uh. <laughs> so, so where do where do you get the uh, the the starter chokes? I have I have picked up some in the uh, grocery store and just planted that. Really? So you can go to HEB and they may have some there. I guess later on. I, what do I do? I look under Jerusalem artichoke for the HEB or. That that's what I have done. I haven't grown them for several years, but uh, this is very uh, I've cool. done that before, and they sound pretty yeah. because uh, yeah. of the sunflower part. And is it like a potato? And then I'm waiting for them to like the eyes of a potato, or am I just planting the tuber in the ground and letting it go to town? Plant a tuber. That's all you have to do. They don't okay. get very big, but uh, I mean. It's, it's a uh, one that's kind of intensive with work because you have to work the the dirt that gets in between those things, uh, the, those little nubs. You have to work that out, and uh, it it's good, but the uh, work to get them uh, Ready for eating is a little intense sometimes. I mean, this good oh. scrub. If you can get them without a lot of tubers, you know how ginger comes off in nubs on around the edge. If you can get them without a lot of that, the tight nubs, 
then uh, it's not as much work. Just wash them off. But when that dirt gets down in there, uh, you have to work that out. Oh. Otherwise, it's gritty. A little dirt never hurt anybody. Yeah, that dirt. We, we probably, probably eat it all the time. Probably good for you. Uh, it's <laughs> full of something. I don't know what. Uh, Betty, thank you so much. Anything else we need to know? Uh, that's all I can think of. <laughs> that was great. I'm so glad you called. You're now our Jerusalem uh, artichoke expert. Can, can we just well, kind of give her that title? And yes. <laughs> so it sounds like you want some Jerusalem artichokes, and she's wants you. You want her to bring you one? Oh no, no, I don't. She doesn't have to do that. Oh, okay. But that, that, <laughs> I don't know if she still has them. Are you still? Uh, I'm, I'm no, sorry, I do, don't. Do we, Not, yeah, I don't think she did. Did we talk about when we plant these? Oh, good question. Thank you, Mark. When should I plant you them? You can. You can plant them at any time. They will come up when the soil starts warming up. Okay. Man, this is easy. This is great. Okay, Betty. Uh, Jerusalem Artichoke Betty. We, we can call you that or just J.A. Betty if you like. I'm not sure. Oh, all right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Jerusalem Artichoke Thank Betty. You. That Thank was great. You. Yay. All right. We got the best listeners. All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett, Mark Peterson, and myself on the porch here at Millburgers thinking about Jerusalem artichokes now on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867. Uh, Betty, thank you again for calling. That was great. Uh, and I know everybody liked hearing about it. I hope Ed was listening. If not, you can find the podcast on uh, when you go to 930amtheanswer.com. I didn't and, know we had a podcast. What's that? I didn't know we had a we podcast. We record the show. Sure, you can listen to a recording of the show. So there you go. What's the uh, call sign for that or what's the name? Just it's Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Oh, really? Yeah, just we we so keep you things. can listen listen anytime. Yeah, you can wow. listen anytime. So if you miss the show, you can go back and hear it again. So there you go. Yeah, oh, but we can go here, Betty. To our lovely banter about it. Oh, it's it is lovely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to, Betty. You'll have to send that to your friends, uh, and uh, maybe we'll pull Betty's segment out and store it as the uh, definitive. Uh, oh, yeah. What was it? Jerusalem Artichoke? Yeah, t- title it something. You yeah, know. there you go. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I know you want Calvin. To, he was helping a customer, uh, and uh, but we know the the question he had. But we'll wait till he gets back in a second because we'll ask it uh, when he can kind of give his two cents. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 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 it, yeah, it's, uh, a customer came up and wanted some foliage. Yeah. Uh, for the shade and some of the questions that was she colorful foliage and yeah, some of the was plants my- you wanted were were actually uh, later in the spring. Uh, warm, warm season type of plants. Uh, yeah. Coleas, for instance. So she was interested. Yeah. yeah what, crotons? So yeah, crotons, colea. Those are all warm. Impatience, those are Impatience. all warm season plants. And so I had suggested that I'd seen yesterday uh-huh. uh, some Persian shield. Okay. Uh, and that's a great shade plant. Uh, purple, variegated leaves on that. So she was going to look at that. And she also wanted information on... Um, uh, what I believed was an amaryllis, although um, they tend to have thicker 
She was describing thin, long leaves, and Emerald yeah. has thicker, strap-like leaves. So I don't know if that's exactly what she wanted, but uh, but uh, Calvin did get get Trace over there, and yeah, and, and way to go, Calvin. So did you, you have any suggestions on what she could find, or are you just trying to get her some help? Yeah, just getting some help. Now, one of the issues I didn't spot Mary when I went out until mm-hmm. I was coming back, so she. See, here's a couple of good. Of course, now yeah. after I <laughs> ran around, there's yeah. a, all the good, a lot of good staff. She, she also right wanted there. some uh, Dusty Miller, um, mm-hmm. and and we have some of that. And I also pointed out some of the Artemisia. We have one of the varieties of Artemisia here, in stock, and a grape plant. One of, you know, one of those Paul Cox. All right. And we got more information on Jerusalem artichoke coming. Sally's on the line Uh-oh. at 210-308-8867. Hey, Sally, see, our listeners are so great. They just respond when uh, there's another listener in need. What kind of info do you have, Sally? Welcome to the show. Well, I heard uh, Betty's uh, uh, description of Jerusalem artichokes. I have grown them, too, in the past. But I just opened my Gurney's catalog. I got it uh, in the mail, and uh, they have them for sale, two pounds for twenty four ninety nine. Oh, okay. What was the? You think that's online too? I'm sure it probably is. And what is was it again? Gurney's. Uh, oh, okay. Gurney's. G- Gurney's. Uh-huh. Cool. All right. So. Uh, all you got to do is think about catalog. gardening, and you get a, gar- a Gurney's catalog. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you don't even have to order it. You just well, that's think. cool. So have you had the same kind of success that she had, Sally? Yes. Uh-huh. They're quite tasty, in fact. I oh. haven't grown them lately, but uh, it renewed my interest, and I think I'll start get, get some and start growing them. I've never seen them at HEB, but uh, I oh. will look. I yeah, know. I will too. I'll see if uh, maybe there's a season. I guess if you pick them in the fall. That's right. I was thinking. That's why I asked it when you planted. Because yeah, I, I was thinking that there's a season maybe that you see them in the uh, in HEB. Did you have? Uh, did you it agree says, also that? Yeah. Yes. It says that you harvest in the fall, um, uh, to spring and store for months. They'll store for months here, and it's says um, uh, let's see I just read where it said when you plant them oh you dig them up after a light frost for a oh. sweeter flavor wow that's there you go okay that's that's kind of what I was getting at because you know, for a fall and spring and winter are kind of debatable times whether how many weekends of the year they actually occur so, yes yeah, yeah. Not, I'm, I'm being sarcastic though no. it says these Crisp, knobby tubers thrive almost anywhere, leading to uh, leading to plants that be, can be as tall as a person and uh, studded with cheery yellow flowers. And they That's do look a, like sunflowers, tiny little yeah. sunflowers, not big ones, but tiny. So she was correct in all that. That's good. Okay. And Sally, did you... Uh did you find they could be invasive, too, if you didn't get them all out of the ground? Well, I didn't have a problem with them here in Texas, but uh, perhaps in some areas uh, okay. they would be. I don't know. And what I is your know. recipe? 
Uh, I just, it says here to eat them with uh, raw with vinegar. Uh, and that's what uh, you do? And I did that. That's how I ate them. Uh-huh. Hmm. Serve with vinegar, salt, and pepper. Or you can boil, puree, or mash them. Okay. I wonder if they're... Uh... Doesn't sound like they would ruin anybody's diet. No. Okay, this is neat. I'm trying to think yeah. of what else. Oh, it says it, at the top. It says Jerusalem artichokes. It says a low carb potato alternate. Okay. And so right. apparently they don't have a lot of carbohydrates in them, so they should be a good diet food. I would think. Sounds like it. And then, uh, do you have any suggestion for her on kind of getting that mud out that or soil out no, that was no. okay? You, did I you just, have the same I problem? I washed them and brushed them. Wash them and brush and wash and brush and wash and brush. And just don't yeah. look too close at what you're eating. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you it's mash them, you're kind of... It's been since I ate them and grew them, so I, I, it'll be a, a new experience for me, too. Oh, and, but you're going to get it's some and do it, huh? We'll see if you can yeah. find any in the store and then call yeah. us. You, you could do a kind of a... Uh, a uh, oh, I can't think of the, the right word. But, yeah, you could be kind of our reporter. And report okay. back on, oh. on yeah, and then on the scene reporter. Yes, and just uh, tell us oh, if you see. Tell us, yeah, okay. Are but you going you this know week? They're at Gurney's, so okay, that's, that's uh, an option. Okay. And when is the meeting of the uh, Jerusalem Artichoke Society? Do you have one yet? <laughs> no. Do you okay. know what I grow? What I'm growing? What I'm really thrilled with is tree collards. Have so which, you ever what, what kind of tree collards? Tree collards. Oh, that's interesting. I take it they must be large. They grow very large, yes. And they didn't they didn't get uh frozen back? Uh no, not at all. I was trying to protect trying to protect I got mine from California and I'm really thrilled with these. It produces huge leaves of colored leaves. Uh-huh. They're very nice, and I'm really very uh, interested in in growing these things. There's uh, actually they... a collard uh, at one of the universities in in California. A collard, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, if you if you Google it, you'll find it under tree collards. Okay. Very interesting plant. Very interesting plant. And have you harvested yet? You didn't say anything about tasting good. They're perennials. They don't ever... uh, You just keep harvesting all year long. Yeah. Okay. Now, now Calvin's making an important point is how does it taste? Like collards. (laughs) Just like collards. So how do you prepare it? That's good. Collard greens, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so you're just doing the gan kind of... Cooking them down with uh, fats yeah. and yeah, yeah, that's the cut best them. way. Cut them a little bit. Okay. Yeah. This is this is Look fun. Into okay. that. Look into that because there's something that I definitely want to get uh, going. Yeah. I'm going to Google uh, that I, now. I've, I've I've never heard of it, so yeah, we're going to yeah. have our crack team. I hope mm-hmm. Ed okay. has been listening. I know, Ed. I hope you didn't miss all this. And they all grow right. about eight feet tall eventually. Mine is only oh. maybe about four feet right now. But uh, and how many seasons have you had yours? I just had it. I just got it from uh, from California uh, in the summer. Okay, so we'll we'll see if it yeah. comes back. And and what's your it harvest? doesn't freeze back. It didn't. Oh, it freeze. doesn't freeze back. Wow. No, no. And what's the harvest interval? So like you can 
You can do it all continuously. Or, okay. All right. All year long. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks, Sally. Yeah. Okay. Look into okay. that. I think. Yeah, we got such nice okay. listeners. I'm sure glad you called. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. All right. This has been cool. All right. We're going to take a quick break because uh, uh, we ran along a little the last time and come back in a moment. Uh, more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett, Mark Peterson sitting on the porch here at Millburgers talking about. Uh, a wide variety of different things, and our interest has been piqued in Jerusalem artichokes and uh, tree tree uh, collards. Yeah, so uh, we want to report Sally on the tree collards. I guess she gave us one, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but we want. But uh, she's, uh, it, it it. She sounded like she had uh, kept it through the winter. Yeah, and uh, that it was it was producing, and it produces on a regular basis. This is cool. All right, 210-308-8867. Uh, you mentioned something when the woman came up just a moment ago. Yeah, asked Tress about what? She was, just, uh, she was looking for abelia, which is a shrub, an old-fashioned shrub, but I like it a lot. Um, but uh, um, we've got some shrubs in here, uh, a couple orders. Uh, I don't know, if Trace, do we have some more shrubs coming in? we got stuff coming every day, except for uh, not much the first part of this week. Okay. So once we can move back into our normal footprint, that's when the stuff's really going to show back up. Yeah, I could see some over here, some topiary shrubs and some other, uh, looks like abelia or uh, yopon or boxwoods, but uh, lots of shrubs here. Mm -hmm. And if you come in today and tomorrow, they are part of the big game. So. Yep, that today and tomorrow the, the shrubs would be on sale for 10%. Do you want to talk about any in particular? Um, it's just, uh, as Trey said, we have some coming in. We're going to have some of the uh, small cenizos. Oh, yeah, birds. that's right. We're, those are coming in. Probably so Thursday, I think. So cenizos are a great shrub. They come in all different sizes. Didn't give a date, Milton. Oh, I thought you did. So okay. Theoretically. Theoretically. The, 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 it's a theoretic date. That's one you may want to get on the list and have them call you when they come in. Yes. Uh, I'll give you the number in a second. uh, But it's great. It's full sun. And then I also like uh, for more shade was the uh, hollies. And I love dwarf yopon and a Burford holly called Parisa. And actually, Calvin turned me on to that a few years ago. Uh, we We had a joint landscaping project. For the laboratory uh, of saws and planted those, and I did, didn't know that particular holly, and I really liked it. Um, came with a slight variation in a single a restage, single point. So, Carissa. Carissa. Okay. Yeah. So you can actually buy seeds for purple tree collards. Okay. On the internet. Okay. Apparently, you can buy green collard, tree collard seeds on the oh, internet. I wonder what Sally recommends. She's our my he's, she's my expert on this now. She's our go-to on that. And Betty's the go-to on Jerusalem artichoke. Yeah. Um. So is poke salad the same thing as collards? No. Okay. 
So we can't call her Poke Salad Sally? No. Okay. No. Not and be accurate. Anyway. But it is an interesting conversation. Yes, yeah. it is. No, no, it's very cool. Um, this is fun. The um, And I am kind of thinking, hmm. So you find it nowadays out in the fields. Uh-huh. And the Wh- ca- which one? College or poke? Poke. Poke. Okay. And it is uh, it's unedible even to the cows. Oh, really? Until you boil it so many times. I can't remember the exact oh. rule of thumb. It was like three or four times to get something out of it but back in the depression uh sometimes that was dinner okay and you could find it in your field mm-hmm. yeah so and you just had to prepare it and prepare and it and then, prepare it. and then they made a song about it and made a what oh salad yeah. made a song out of it a song out of it yeah they salad too but yeah huh okay and i'm yeah I, i'm guessing that's not something that's sold uh, I've not ever seen it, but I bet you somebody has seed for it. Okay. Okay. This will be fun. You were you were looking up the... Uh, the tree collard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't find another name for it. Okay. That's what I was really looking oh, for. Oh, okay. But uh, something in Alabama. Uh, yeah. I saw... Well, some, she, she got hers from California. Oh, that's right. She sure did. So it's a, it's, a, it's around. Yeah. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, Yeah, the, uh, oh, and here's the number to call if you're interested, and we can talk a little bit about them, uh, and uh, people on the uh, Microburst and the... uh, San Antonio Rose. That's on the uh, the Sinisa. Um, And I'll give you the number, then I'll give it again after we get through. That's 210-308-8867. 497 3760 we were both impressed with it at the uh, Texas Nurseryman and Landscape Association. It was, it was they had some uh, the, the nursery that was developing them had some there, and that very impressed with the dimensions. And my wife will be the test subject because oh. she's planting nine as soon as they show up. Wow! Or let me phrase Man, that. she means I'm business. planting nine. She doesn't <laughs> when they show up. She doesn't kid around. No. All right, that'll be interesting. We'll have to see so, if they still have the uh, blooming characteristics. Uh, I was going to say the attributes are a good color, uh, uh-huh. a good f- uh, full-bodied purple, and the the, the height, um, which will uh, so you don't you don't need to to uh, prune these. Stays compact. Okay. Stays compact. And what does compact mean? Shorter, denser. No, no, I know what that means. I meant what is how, how tall. I should have just I stopped about two feet. Two, I think it was two, 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 two and a half. Yeah. Okay. In there. Gosh, they'd be perfect for that little area between the sidewalk and the. They would. Yeah. Because that's a that's a pretty tough area for stuff. It is, and it's short enough that you can see over it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people plant that, and they plant tall growing things, and. They obscure the view from mm-hmm. their house and uh, of their house, yeah. depending and on which side you're on. Yeah. And then they complain, and, and you know, and if they, didn't, they don't want to, like... Makes it hard to back out of your driveway. Yeah, yes. yeah and see the car that's coming yeah. down the street. And, 
But that'd be nice because they're, uh, I mean, just the regular ones are so pretty. I imagine these are pretty, too, when, so they, when as, they bloom. As soon as they get here, I'm going to go show them to our, uh, our landscape architects. Oh, good. And I'll put money on it. We're going to have them all over town. Okay. I bet you're right. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. Hopefully yes. it has the same characteristics, too, that the, the deer don't eat them and they're okay. drought tolerant and, and they will... Uh, they don't have any shade tolerance, do they? they got no, 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 no. Like all Sunizos, they like full sun. The more the better. The more the better. Okay. And we still don't know whether they predict rain like the regular Sunizos. Well, we, we know. Yeah. We know. They all do it. Okay. With our breeding, no matter. Some naysayers I, say no. I know. Some mm-hmm. who shall be named nameless. Yeah, Mark. It's unproven. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. But that'll be cool. All right, so if you want to get on the list to be called, uh, it's 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. You can go to MillburgerNursery.com to find the number two. And, and I have not warned the cashiers. Oh, dear. So okay. they may question, what? <laughs> and you got to say microburst. Okay. And put it on the wish list. Okay, there you go. They'll understand that. Okay. And, of course, we'll announce it, too. Or San Antonio Rose. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, theoretically more, this inter- week? Theoretically this week. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like a, you know those Arizona, a marijuana sales. You, you can't count on the Arizona people. California's yeah. worse, but in Arizona, you never know. Oh, okay. You might, might get it. Kind of like Louisiana people. You never know. Hey, wait a minute. All right. What else might be coming in? Any other theoretically? Uh, <laughs> um. Well, so one I can't talk about because it's going to be a future special. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of things coming. Okay. Uh, I don't know whether it's going to materialize this week or next week, but they didn't ship all my Altheas. They told me that the, some of them didn't make or weren't ready. Hmm. But they did. Uh, I do have, like, three varieties down there, and I said, hey, i got to have some Blue Angels. you got to find mm-hmm. me some Blue Angels. So I've gotten 50 of them coming. Oh, uh, on a truck from Oklahoma, sometime. And that's a that's a real unique and pretty. Plant. It's a unique it's, one. Uh, I think we're one of the few places that has it. I think so. And what makes it unique? Should I Google it? Well, I think they should. It's a beautiful flower. Blooms more than all the others. Uh, it is a hibiscus. Right. Um, I've now I forgot the common name. Um, Oh, okay. Uh, right. Rosa Sharon. Althea. Thank you. Thank you. Althea, Rosa Sharon. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't get as big as the old-fashioned ones. So right. 30, 40 years ago, we planted Altheas that would get 12, 15 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And this one stays relatively short. And being a hibiscus, it is a deciduous hibiscus. Okay. So it loses leaves, leaves right back out of the same stem. So after Snowmageddon, that was the first plant here that leafed back out. Oh, really? And we did not protect it. Well, we kind of did. We put a cover over the top, and that was one cover uh, with uh, six degrees in snow. Yeah. You know, we need to do um, we need to do a little segment uh, and see how it goes next week. It's uh, called "It's Coming Back," uh, or I think of a better name. But like, I'm curious about Blue Plumbago. Blue Plumbago comes back. It's coming back. Is it? No. Yeah. I had a very depressing conversation about two hours ago. It was good and it was bad. She was here to buy a fire bush. Uh Uh-huh. And she said, well, hers died. And I said, well, no, it didn't. And she said, well, yes, it did because I dug it up. 
Oh, oops. Uh, yeah, it did die. It's it, died it, now. It, 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 it died back to the yeah. ground. But, yeah, if it's dug up. And firebush is kind of slow to it's come back. It's very slow to come back. In fact, yeah. it's one of the last perennials to actually make it back out of the ground. It has to but when, it, when it decides to come it, out, yeah. it comes out fast. Yeah, so my little dwarf firebushes, which aren't so dwarf anymore, uh, after <laughs> Snowmageddon, they, uh, I, I really think it was, it might have been the first of June before they actually right. looked like something again. Wow, yeah. It, it, takes it has to get hot. Everything, really hot. everything else has kind of come out. and they, We've had calls where people are like, I don't get what's happening. Everything else has come back or uh, is it dead? What do I do? And it's just like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, that's neat. Yeah, so we'll have to. Um, we did have an interesting phone call yesterday. Yeah. You know, when we plant a tree, we, we guarantee it for a while. And uh, his crepe myrtle lost its leaves, but yet his Monterey oak still had leaves. And he was very concerned that uh, it hadn't started putting on new leaves yet. That didn't happen to Milton. Yeah. Uh, it might have leaves mid to end March, but it's not going to have them now. Yeah, it doesn't. So there's a lot of things that, that people are concerned about. Oh, okay. After the last two winters that they should not be concerned but about. But you already have blue plumbago coming back? At my house, no. Oh, okay. Okay, that's what I'm. All right, well, we've, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this next week. Uh, uh, in the meantime,. Uh, uh, join us uh, next week for more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Come on out here and see all the improvements. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 